the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your buddy. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Hey, look at the calendar. <laughs> the end of the year is close. <laughs> Starbucks is already planning to win the holidays. That's right. We're not even a day into November, and Starbucks is talking about gingerbread lattes and reusable red cups. It must be Christmas. <laughs> it is an interesting time of the year. I definitely downshift, don't you? So a little bit of worldwide rally relief today as we put October behind us. See October. That was a bad month. So some analysts, though, believe that November and December will be a relief rally into the end of the year. Um, I could see that happening. The jobs reports numbers, you know, again, they're going to show higher inflation. People are employed. People spend money. That inflates the economy. That creates said inflation. So this week, we got positive results from Facebook and General Motors. Uh, Apple's earnings today after close. We reflect on October and go, oh, that was a rough month. President Donald Trump is out there tweeting today that he had talks with uh, China's president and that they went well and that you can count on a summit meeting in November, end of November at the G20. So long and very good conversation. People say, woo, let's give the market a relief rally. Whoa, is that all it takes? You know? So that's out there. Um, other stories of note for me home prices. It continues to be in the news. And I read some interesting reports out of Schiller this week that talked about how when there is a correction, it won't be as bad because, quite honestly, the last 10 years it's become a lot more difficult to get a mortgage. So we've vetted people pretty well. So they won't fail quite as spectacularly as they did. You know, 20 years ago, when they were buying homes that they couldn't afford, home prices have gained almost 60% since March 2012. That's across the nation. Household income is up a little less than 30%. So affordability in that, you know, eight-year, seven, six-year period is pretty aggressively stretched. The average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage now is 4.75%, well above 3.85% at the beginning of the year. So rates have marched higher. Personal income wages have gone up, but not to the tune that rates have gone up and to the tune of affordability and home prices have gone up. So a buyer with $2,500 monthly housing budget has lost $30,000 roughly of purchasing power. This year, in Orange County, more than 30% of homes for sale in the metro area 
would become unaffordable to buyers with a $3,500 budget. In San Jose, that number would be about 40%. So a lot of people are wondering now, have we hit peak real estate where peak pricing, you know, a half point increase on a mortgage means cutting the price easily, $25,000, easily, you know, per square foot, $25,000 in size of the house as much as $200 a square foot, 200 square feet. So we've seen prices go up. We've seen affordability become a problem. And there's the entry-level buyer who's a bit of a problem. You know, California has a real estate exodus, which is very real, and Boise and Reno are capitalizing on it right now. The biggest home price gains in the country have been in cities where demand is tied to the stock performance of the biggest employers. So it's not a surprise that my home is up in value because it's kind of right smack in the middle of Silicon Valley. So in metro areas like San Jose, San Francisco, Seattle, where wages are more closely tied to how tech stocks are doing, that's where you see the most boom for bang, boom, boom, upside, boom, boom. And I'm so happy that Chris, wow, my voice, my mouth went dry there. <laughs> I'm so happy that, uh, I know, I know. I'm on some medication right now. I've got a kind of a messed up mouth going. It's all gooky. And uh, the medication really messes with my saliva. How I know you're saying you say that. I know you're saying. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for that information. You're welcome. Young Americans are going to have a record turnout for midterm elections. That's what's expected. So a survey by Harvard Kennedy School Institute of Politics shows a more politically mobilized crop of young Americans leaning away from Trump and the GOP in the midterms in near equal proportions. So at the same time, the 18 to 29-year-old respondents appear to be exhibit more support for some progressive policies. So the whole MTV rock the vote, do you remember that ad campaign 25 years ago? Um, now we have a new generation of voters, and they're more energized to vote in the midterm elections than they have in previous cycles. Uh, but it's not looking good for President Donald Trump and the Republican Party if you want the young people's votes. Um, critics of the president are quick to draw, you know, uh, some strength in this, I think, that the young people have, you know, rallied. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting two weeks on the market, I think. So, but young Americans are signaling record turnout for midterm elections, and uh, that'd be great. We should have more people in midterm elections vote than vote for the American Idol winner. We should be proud of that when it happens. I don't have a lot of faith in you, America. I don't have a lot of faith in you. Just between you and me. Uh, Apple's earnings could be a big bright spot tonight. Apple reports fourth quarter earnings after closing bell. A lot of big tech companies have seen their stocks drop in October. Apple held up pretty darn well. Um, Apple's new expensive iPhones are expected to boost profits dramatically over the year ago quarter. So that's all out there. With that said... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm looking for my tickets. Let's see if I can find my tickets that I'm giving away. Ah, there we are. Winner! It's four tickets to the San Jose Barracuda versus Colorado Eagles Thursday, December 27th. 
I'm giving away tomorrow's tickets today because yesterday I gave away yesterday's tickets today or then. It makes no sense, but winner receives four tickets to San Jose Barracuda versus Colorado Eagles Thursday, December 27th, 2018. It's a, um, oh boy, it's a holiday day game. It's a day game, holiday day game. Awesome. Thursday, December 27th, 1.15 at the SAP Center in San Jose. A lot of big games coming up for the Barracuda, sjbarracuda.com. It's sjbarracuda.com. If you want four tickets to the December 27th game, 1.15 in the afternoon, call me up, uh, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get those calls through. First winner gets them set of four tickets. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I have a seminar coming up myself in San Jose. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25. It's RADIO25 at Rob Black Show for the Saturday seminar coming up in November, November 17th. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Sometimes it's really easy to enjoy Wall Street and kind of get caught up in the positives, right? You're making money. Everything's going up. Let's have a party. Now we're starting to get to the point where we're starting to raise some questions. What's this mean? What's that mean? Oh, we've got good employment, but our autos, our numbers are a little bit weak. The housing numbers are a little bit weak. The housing stocks are a little bit weak. We're a nation that uh, we go with confidence. And when our home is going up in prices, our stocks are going up, we ultimately feel pretty confident about where we're going. We probably spend more than we should, right? If you knew we were in for a 10-year bear market at home prices and a 10-year bear market in stock prices, you'd probably save a little bit more. The average U.S. 30-year mortgage rate rose to 5.11% on October 19th. That's its highest since February 2011. 5.11%. Now, I still am young enough or old enough to say that's a good number. It's not as great as what we got two years ago, three years ago, but still a really good low-cost mortgage rate. Now, mortgage rates have started to come down recently, in large part because home prices are starting to slow. You're seeing some home builders like LGI Homes and Century Communities, uh, DR Horton. We're watching those stocks because they're kind of a tell on what home prices uh, and demand for housing looks like. Again, not always. Not always. There could be missed signals and uh, bad data or misinterpreted data. So you don't want to get too caught up in any of anything like that. But it's out there. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Apple's going to report earnings after the closing bell today. I own shares of Apple. Uh, I think what we're paying attention to with Apple right now is margins and you know average selling prices. Even though this is, you know, the holiday quarter that they just released a new phone, and we'll probably say, so Apple, how's demand for your phone? But everything I'm seeing in the last probably 100, 120 days coming out of Wall Street is they're just impressed with how much Apple charges. So that seems to be the story behind the story at this point in time. Spotify reported some numbers, and they weren't necessarily good Um so the stock's down. They reported its first ever profit. 
thanks to an investment in Chinese music streaming service Tencent. But the company's likely returned to a loss this quarter, as its subscriber growth guidance for the period has been dampened. Uh, I don't think I want to say we're in a... Well, we are in a mature music subscription world at this point in time. But there's always new markets to go after that trying to get to. The company reported 87 million subscribers after adding a net 4 million during the quarter. That helped bring Spotify's total monthly active user account, which includes listeners, to its free services that are ad-supported to 191 million. So 87 million paid subscribers, 191 total. Which Wall Street, it's okay with the paid advertisers, but it likes the subscribers more. Um, so Spotify is in the news. They tempered their high end of its subscriber growth outlook for the quarter, forecasting subscriber count to hit 93 million to 96 million. So what Wall Street likes about that is every month you send them a check or they cut off your service. And uh, it is what it is, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, I'm a little... I don't know. There's uh, a lot going on on Wall Street, and it is the month of November. And we continue to pay attention to that last 60 days of the year, right, as we march down. Starbucks is in an interesting position. Alibaba is in an interesting position. Um, companies that are well-known, sometimes we talk about them too much, but they're also pretty relatable, so it's easy to say, well, would you invest in this or would you invest in that? For instance, Starbucks once was such a great investment that when there was a company called Pete's Coffee came out as a publicly traded company, I really, really wanted it to do well because I wanted to be involved with the next Starbucks. It didn't quite work out like that, but you get the idea. That's why we we pay attention. So Bill Ackman may want to do his math again on Starbucks because it's no longer the high-growth retail phenomenon of yesteryear. So Bill Ackman is always in the news trying to tie himself to companies. There's a lot of competition now for Starbucks from companies like Blue Bottle, which is a ready-to-drink coffee option in supermarkets, things like Dunkin' Brands, McDonald's, Starbucks. So there's always going to be competition in coffee. And companies like McDonald's, you know, they used to just say, okay, here's a cup of coffee, you know, take it or leave it. And then they, they figured out, like, oh, we can also get them to get breakfast while they're having their cup of coffee. So they, they invest in their coffee, and their coffee's pretty good. Starbucks returns, um, as far as investments go, have probably seen its better days. Is it still a good investment? Sure. Um, and they're doing good things. If you want to do good things as an investor, um, their shares are up about 14%. You got Ackman involved, who's trying to you know get the company to have to return more money to the shareholders. So... Starbucks said it would return $20 billion in cash shareholders in some form of buybacks and dividends through the fiscal year 2020. So Starbucks is buying back shares. They're on top of it. Um, Same-store sales growth accelerated in the latest quarter. That's the big tell with a company like a Starbucks. How much can they get from you, and how much more can they get from you next year? Same-store sales. Um, You want to see growth there. So are they bringing people in, moving them out faster? Yes, no, or maybe so. Would you like some coffee? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
Google's having a big walkout today um, tied towards sexual harassment in the workplace. And it's showing you Google's had some issues with their, not, not issues with their employees because that sounds so bad. It's, it makes employees sound bad. But Google's employees are trying to get a voice. Google's employees have a voice, and it's being heard. From Google working together with China to Google working together with the Defense Department to Google working, you know, uh, in an environment that fostered or cultured sexual harassment. So, uh, I think anyone that knows the Bay Area knows that tech companies uh, have issues, have gender issues, pretty rampant. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Don't forget, there's a big seminar coming up in November, November 17th. It's going to be in San Jose uh, at the Rotary Center. You can learn more about the two seminars at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. See you there on the 17th. It's a Saturday event. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. I'm bringing you 20-plus years of experience following tech stocks and stock markets and being an investment advisor and working with financial planners. Um, investing is not just about winning and picking stocks that are the best. Investing is sometimes about putting yourself in the position to weather a storm or cut down your mistakes. There is a company that kind of shows me that, you know, you can do it on your own, but be cautious because even they admit that at some point in time, you want to seek out some more help. Um, a company called Nutmeg, they're a fintech company, a financial technology company. They're the UK's largest robo-advisor with assets under management of about um, 1.5 billion pounds. Um, it's piloting a phone-based financial advice service right now. So, yes, you can use the app to manage your portfolio, but they're now adding a service that's going to allow customers to have an initial conversation with an advisor for free, though they'd be charged uh, about 450 bucks if they want to receive a personalized investment advice and recommendations on Nutmeg's investment portfolios. The startup has said the service, which begins with an online questionnaire about a company's uh, finances, um, is how it's going to start. And then, obviously, they're going to pull in a financial planner, is the idea, or maybe a paraplanner, someone like that, someone who's uh, pretty well-versed in you know, sources, revenue, income, different portfolios and ideas. But so Nutmeg, who is an online financial advisor, is clearly saying themselves like, hey, we know that our service is good, but we know that people need a little extra professional pizzazz on occasion. Speaking about professional pizzazz, Berkshire Hathaway uh, is a company owned by Warren Buffett, right? It's a... it's a stock of basically many, many stocks. And it's going to generate an enormous amount of income this quarter, close to a record for any company, 20 plus, 19 plus billion dollars. But, here's the big but, a lot of us tied up into Apple. So Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett famously didn't buy tech stocks in the 90s. 
and he suffered. People like me were saying he's past his prime kind of thing. He knowingly and willingly said, I don't buy tech stocks. Uh, but in 2000, 2001, 2002, when things fell apart, he looked pretty good. But overall, was he wrong? Yeah. So he has bought into companies like Apple recently. Uh, so Berkshire Hathaway is one of those companies I like to watch. Um, in large part because what Warren Buffett has done is put together companies that basically make a lot of cash. He goes after companies that make cash. Not necessarily coming out with like Coca-Cola 2.0 or New Coke. Oh boy, New Coke. Remember that? Someone had to get fired over that, right? Whoa. Whoa. Amazon's dropped 10% this month, roughly, a little bit longer. And last time it you know, 30 days ago, it reported 56 billion in sales for the third quarter, which was 500 million below expectations, 56.6 billion, and it's a disappointment. And their guidance wasn't exactly crazy strong. But how do you measure a company like Amazon? Do you measure it on revenue, or is that a less relevant metric as the company competes with Netflix on one hand? And competes with CVS on another hand. And competes with your sports retailer on the other hand. And they're doing their thing, right? And it's tough to say that it's just revenue that you're looking for. Sometimes you're looking for profit. Uh, sometimes you're looking for margins. Amazon's profit margins the third quarter rose 46% year over year. Versus about 30% for its sales. Um, investors, I think, should be focusing on the company's profit streams instead of revenue due to the rising importance of higher margin businesses. So if you have a business that is very low margin and it's not it's a big part of the revenue, you, you could certainly bring that up. Again, Apple does a magnificent job because in the last year, we were focusing on the hardware prices. And then we were saying, okay, but how about the services? How much are you making on the music? How much are you making on the video? How much are you making on the sto uh, storage backup? And the answer is a lot. Amazon's the leader in two large and rapidly growing markets that are very profitable. And if they can use that service, Amazon Prime, D2, Lip Balm, in two days, but then convince you to use the e-commerce solutions or iCloud solutions from them, um, their web services are, are just there and Amazon's really turned on the um, advertising screw or switch recently. Um, I kinda, it drives me a little crazy. If you look for something on Amazon now, you're seeing at least two or three ads placed at the top. And where you kind of used to say, okay, let's see what comes up on the top. We're going to click on that. And then we're going to look at the reviews. And then we're going to you know, look at some of the other products that people have bought that are like this. And there's a whole process, right? But now they're stuffing ads into it. One analyst has a $2,400 price target on Amazon, and certainly it's not going to grow 100 200% year over year at this point in time, but they still seem to be in, let's go find growth, let's you know send the hound dog out, smell it out, and see where it comes up to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, I'm not one of those people who talks a lot about hiring and, and such. Um, I don't do LinkedIn well at all, and I know that. Uh, so I don't give a lot of career advice. Clearly, practice, practice, practice for your interviews. 
That's probably the one piece of advice that I would give. Learn to publicly talk. Uh, when I got into financial media and financial issues, uh, I felt that high school and college did not really prepare me to give, you know, motivational speeches or you know, powerful speeches or being able to tell stories. So I went to my high school business teacher and said, "Can I talk to your students about you know starting your own company?" Because I started my own company. And she's like, absolutely. So she set me up with six periods of, of students. I thought she only had one period then, because that's all my little head could wrap myself around. But I had to talk to six periods, or five periods probably. And uh, by the end of the day, after talking to high school students and trying to tell them how to start a business, and is it a good idea, a bad idea? Uh, 25 years ago, I, I kind of got my, my career stamp, my, my Boy Scout badge for public speaking. And it came from talking to high school students. If you can talk to a high school student, if you can keep their attention, you've done something pretty well, is one of my opinions. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, what resources to use? I think the Wall Street Journal is still a very, very good source if you like reading. Um, I find more and more people are kind of moving away from that old-fashioned, I like to read kind of thing. Uh, which is kind of interesting. So I like the Wall Street Journal. I like uh, Bloomberg, B-L-O-O-M-B-E-R-G. Uh, then to me, I'd rather you read something like if you have an account at TD Ameritrade, if you have an account at Fidelity, if you have an account at Schwab, they offer Wall Street research. Sometimes it's Standard & Poor's. Sometimes it's uh, other companies like Reuters comes out with tear sheets and such. Um, I'd rather you read that. I don't want you reading like the, the, the chartist. I don't know. I think anyone who refers to themselves in terms like that, the chartist, the sheriff, the sheriff of investing. Have I ever said that? If I have, please forgive me because it's god-awful pretentious. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about after a brutal stock market in the month of October. What do you expect? If you take a look at Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. Uh, the market's had a good rally, and it's still put in a bad month. The worst one-month loss since 2015. We were down 5.1%. Back in 2015, we were down 6.9% in one month. Uh, and you get a little edgy. I know professionals do. I know I do. So the two sectors that could really help drive things at this point in time are going to be technology. And we'll find out tonight if Apple can do their part and consumer discretionary. Um, they've had some pretty rough rides recently. So we'll see if they bounce back in November. November has a history of being an okay stock market. Since 1928, the S&P 500 has averaged seven-tenths of a percent rise in November. The S&P 500 has risen in 60% of the November since 1928. So in theory, you have a 6 in 10 chance. I don't really believe stats like that. But October is also supposed to be a pretty decent month, and it turned out not so decent, right? It was a spooky month. Big seminar coming up in San Jose at the Rotary Center in November 17th. It's Saturday, two events, one in the morning from 9.30 to 11.30 for Wealth Preservation and Retirement Income. And one in the afternoon from 1 to 3 on investing me on a 401k. You don't quite, you're, you're not quite ready to retire, but you're getting close. 
closer and closer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 when you sign up for those events November 17th, Saturday in San Jose. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I do the show really dedicated to getting you to max out your investments from age 20 to 60. And then, ultimately, you're going to have to live off what you've put in from 60 to 100. And a little bit of Social Security, but Social Security is not going to be enough. I really, really believe that. And your second choice, if not retiring with a nice nest egg and a little bit of social security, is work till the day you die, which is a fine option if you're able to pull it off. But one of the areas that I'm also really concerned on and I want to flag towards you is inflation. And how do we beat it? Because I think it's scarier than you know to me. The U.S. job market remains robust, according to data from the private sector. Um, Friday, the first Friday of the month, we're going to see how good it is. It's going to be right around 3.9%. Probably can't go much lower. But right now, we're not seeing the job layoffs to indicate it's going to go much higher either. So one of the problems right now is we're starting to see some wage inflation, which is a pretty good thing, right? I want everyone to do well. I don't want it to be just me. I want everyone to do well. The employment cost... Employment, labor cost, it should be going up on occasion. But profits also should be going up, and productivity should also be going up. So, But the employment cost index, it's, you know, it's a great measure of labor compensation. It gets a lot less attention than the average hourly earnings data that comes out tomorrow, uh, Friday, in the first Friday of the month, in the jobs report. So seeing the wage increase is nice, but one of the areas that we're missing is if you look at your paycheck, you've probably also seen increases in taxes. You've probably also seen a lot of increase in your health care costs, right? Your benefits are getting more and more expensive. So when we're underemployed as a nation, which is a number that you'll see in the employment report, you'll see you know the unemployment number of 3.9%, but the number of marginally attached workers, the workforce who want more hours, how big is that number? Because those are the people who typically aren't getting benefits. So wages and salaries up 2.9% year over year. That's a pretty good number. We want to see about 3%. That's very Goldilocksian. Benefit costs, meanwhile, were up 2.6% in the third quarter. So benefit to the employers, the costs, and an employee is up 2.6%, So which had fallen a little bit. So benefits are getting more expensive. It's worthy of note. You know, that's that's one of the things that I think I don't want you to wake up in 25 years ago. Oh, crap. I forgot to think about that. And now that I'm old and retired, I'm going to run out of money. I just don't want you to run out of money. That's really, really, for some reason, that's in my head. So don't want retirement even thinking about money issues. If you can live with that kind of happiness, know that you saved enough. You don't have to be Scrooge. I I recommend you do be. So, Bob Buck, he's a hero of mine. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Car makers are always kind of interesting. Uh, You see a recall and you go, oh boy, oh boy. But that's all covered both insurances for these type of companies. Within reason, you know, big deductibles and such. 
right now we're seeing about one in four major recalls during recent years. One in four, less than half the vehicles have been fixed within 18 months. Um, on average, major automakers have repaired about two-thirds of recalled vehicles by an 18-month mark. Uh, but again, it's sometimes these recalls like could save your life. Um, and again, it depends on how old the cars are and everything like that. But I do stuff like that, you know. It's really goofy of me to say, but I like taking care of my vehicles. Right? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Spotify's quarterly profit. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't invest in that business. That's for sure. Let me see. Okay. Okay, now I can see. Uh, I don't want to say I want to invest in Spotify. I want to take that back. But not a lot of profits. So maybe what I should say is I wouldn't. I'd speculate in that company, but I wouldn't invest or I wouldn't count on an investment. So it helps if you start thinking about this kind of stuff on your own. So tech and media website Recode is going to be folded into Vox.com. That's been a. Uh, a little bit of a failure for the tech industry as far as publications go. Netflix always in the news right now. I think they've got pricing power in their back pocket. I know they'd lose some subscribers, but I doubt very many. I think they could raise the price a little bit more, and I think Wall Street will dig that when it happens. So Apple's report today after the closing bell. There's a belief right now that a rebound effort is going to persist and get us up in November and December and get the markets up to 6 7 8% for the year. I don't know about that. I don't speculate. Do you see where I'm going at with this whole segment? Uh, right now, we're taking a look at companies like uh, the technology sector. So we're seeing companies like Verizon and Facebook and Alphabet. Are they having a good day? Are they having a bad day? Caterpillar's got a lot of upside if you think China goes away, if the trade war stops. And or if China says we're going to stimulate our economy, I see a big winner there in, in Caterpillar. We'll talk about that more on a future segment. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in November, November 17th. It's a Saturday event in San Jose. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's Saturday in San Jose. Hope to see you there. I'm doing two events, one on wealth preservation in the morning, one on wealth accumulation in the afternoon. Sign up at Rob Black Show. .com, use code radio 25. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.